Trekaholic. And once again, my guest tonight is Mr. Brent Jepp. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to talk about this episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 1, Episode 5, Cupid's Errant Arrow. Am I saying that right? I think so. Errant Arrow. (laughs) Sabotage. Errant Arrow. What does errant mean? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I don't have a clue. Let me look that up. That would mean... I don't even have it open. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Totally unprepared. Aaron, just er, erring or straying from a proper course or standards Hmm. or traveling in search of adventure. So that would apply to Star Trek in general. But uh, what about in this case? Probably erring or straying from proper course or standards. Because there's a lot of uh, assumptions and mistakes in this one. Uh, So let's just get right to it. Uh, People know you from uh, our last uh, time together. Hopefully. Uh, what were your first impressions of Cupid's Errant Arrow? I actually really liked this one. It felt, again, very much like a Star Trek. A um, couple out there, I guess, scenes, but overall it was very good. They had a lot more um, nods, again, to the previous series or like um, tidbits, Easter eggs. Yeah, a bunch of references. And they were yeah. funny, hilarious, I thought. Yeah, this one I just felt really hit home overall. Like mm-hmm. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it start to finish. Yeah, for me, it was more of a Star Trek episode than a comedy that took place in a Star Trek universe. That's a good way to look at it. Maybe. Yeah, because it definitely, I don't know, it just more character. And uh, maybe, I don't know if it's because I know the characters better just because this is the fifth episode. Or um, it's just uh, differently written. But uh, I really enjoyed it, but. Um, what did you what what struck me funny was all the Canada references what did you think of uh, Vancouver that's right by where you live right so I am in Vancouver yeah so the I liked it um, one thing I noticed right off is the sh- uh, when they showed the Vancouver the shuttles they were actually name- names of neighborhoods near here really in in Vancouver I so, wondered about that so like just neighborhoods like yeah Mar- Marpole's one of them like actually offhand can't remember the other two were there any other Canadian references in the episode um, I didn't notice it when okay. I watched it, but I actually saw one of the um, re- other reviews I read. They mm-hmm. uh, mentioned that in the mess hall, they're eating poutine. Oh, I was uh, actually looking for that, too, and I didn't see that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that uh, anybody doesn't know, that's um, fries with gravy and cheese curds. That sounds awesome. Cheese curds. Is that like cottage cheese? Uh, it's more like just chunks of white cheese. Oh, that sounds good. Um, I think the original is supposed to be it's called um, squeaky cheese. <laughs> Squeaky but cheese, like for mice. It actually something. squeaks when you chew it. Really? I yep. just I just ate a block of cheese. I'm kind of ashamed. But it was some kind of alpine cheddar. I don't know. But it was really good. It tasted like had a lot of bacteria in it. But I guess that's a good <laughs> thing, right? I don't know. I don't um, know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I guess we'll just uh, go ahead and start the watch along. <laughs> Picard maneuver. Oh, yeah. Got to get the wrinkles out. Did you see that video? <laughs> I did. What, how many? How many was it in total? I think I made it about ten minutes in. I, I fast forward. I think it was a seventeen minute or sixteen minute video, but I want to say wow. he did a couple hundred, like three or four hundred. Wow! I and there's other act. Oh, they they started tallying other actors, which was even. Funnier. I saw their accountant Wesley and Barkley, and Riker, of course. But man, did they do that a lot? It's funny because in the f- uh, first season or two, it's you know one an episode, one or two an episode. Mm-hmm. And in the later season, it's like. Doof, 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 doof. <laughs> Like, ooh, this is bad. Uh, did did they get to any of the ladies? Did any of the ladies do it? I don't know. Their well, suits were pretty now. tight, so maybe not. <laughs> um, and I, I really thought it was something that started in season three when they had the separated shirt and pants. But yeah. they did it a lot in the first couple seasons, I guess. Well, I saw one of the interviews talking about Discovery. So with uh, Lark, Larka, mm-hmm. uh, Lark, he had actually two uniforms they put him in. So when he sat down, they always did a a cut between standing and sitting and they'd actually change out his jacket when he sat. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, uh, probably about seven minutes into that 17 minute video, I was thinking, why didn't they not like put like some kind of elastic, like upside down suspender thing, you know, or what, what do they call those spats where men used to keep (laughs) their socks up, but like reverse spats to keep your shirt down. (laughs) But then I was thinking it's 2020 and I still can't keep my pants up without walk, 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 pull up, walk, 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 pull up. So that's why I wear rompers or, or jumpsuits a lot of the times, but they're not, they're, they're frowned upon. Did you know that? They're they're really frowned upon. Yeah. 
but that was good. I'll link to that in the description. But if, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a video on YouTube that somebody went through the whole series of Star Trek The Next Generation and edited in every single Picard maneuver. And I, I was trying to think, you know, because I've seen the songs made out of scripts and stuff, but I figured you could just search words and scripts. But somebody had to actually sit and watch every episode and go, yep, that's one. Yep, that's one. Right? There's no other way. That's true. Oh, yeah. No, you would have to. Wow. Unless it was Maybe like some group machine. community, like everybody pick an episode and then write in. I don't know how they did it. That'd be interesting. No. I actually always wonder some of those songs even. But <laughs> uh, I, I love how they do that. The editing is not easy and they do a great job. That was good. Okay, so All right. sorry to go off topic, but oh no, it's um, Star Trek still. Star Trek, that's true. So uh, t- uh, today we're watching Star Trek Lower Decks season one episode five, Cupid's Errant Arrow. We're halfway through the first season, and yep. they have two seasons, right? At least I think they yeah two seasons to start. Um, we are going to watch it, so make sure you have your CBS All Access or equivalent. Uh, what do they say? Um, it's on. A bunch of different platforms, right? Around the world. Let's see. It was on CBS All Access, and then Canada, it's on CTV um, Mm -hmm. uh, and and on Crave. And then the day after it airs, it's available on Netflix in 190 countries. Yeah, that's crazy. So there's a million ways to watch it, or I guess 193, but similar. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, when uh, Zoe says uh, on G-Screen, that's the time to hit play. So are you ready, Brent? I am. Okay. Three, two, one. On view screen. All right. It's going TV 14, which is the same as last time, right? Yeah. So this one, I actually thought I screwed up or something because it starts right into the entry. Yeah. Entry. No cold open. No no teaser. No nothing. It just went right yeah. into that. That was the first time in the whole series. So far. Do you, I don't I, even know of any Star, other Star Treks that have even done that. I'm trying to. Th- well, original series, I guess. Because that was how TV was made back then, right? Yeah. Did they? I, think, I can't even remember now offhand. I want to say they even had the Maybe opening. not, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Maybe they just did it to do it? Could be. Uh, the only reason I think they would have done that is if they didn't have an act out for the teaser, for the opener, you know? They couldn't really break it up for some reason. They just said, eh, just put it at the beginning. It's also possible the content was just too much. Yeah. Uh, this no matter is a, what they cut, they would have had to still been under or over time. That's true. And you would think they wouldn't have to worry about that. But I guess if it's airing in different places around the world, they might still have to worry about time constraints. Yeah. And I know because they do that with a few shows. I think Discovery even has a few episodes that are a little longer. But yeah. They actually air them in some areas. They even up here, they aired it on our Space Channel mm-hmm. or Space Network. And I know they actually got uh, fined because of the swearing. Because they aired it during daylight daytime hours. Really? Yeah. Uh, which words? Because uh, they bleep stuff out. They bleep out. some, but they allowed. I think in the very first episode, they allowed swearing through or something. Something came through. Uh, and, I wonder if that's why they they're doing the the beeping. I thought they were doing that just to be funny. Yeah, I actually don't know. I wonder if it's different in every country. I know, like so, South Park. Oh, this is a nice so, shot. So here we got the first parliament parliament paramount class mm. with um vancouver vancouver so uh, uh did was the moons uh like a reference to star trek 2 about city alpha 4 city alpha 5 that kind of thing possibly because they well as we get into the jokes yeah. later on into it uh, i like the captain's quite um pompous yes <laughs> and kind of cute too and then yeah, these are aliens here who just make me laugh because it makes me um, yeah think of just current uh, current way of thinking for a lot of people. I think this was definitely a commentary <laughs> on people's way of thinking currently. Uh, I saw a lot of people attribute it to different things, like when it's uh, when they talk about how the moon uh, the moon isn't going to fall. That's just made up by the government, and and the, uh, so many different people had different takes on it. But I, I thought it was like the anti-maskers, maybe. But other people yeah. thought it was flat earthers. I don't know. Maybe I wonder what the real. What was your thought when you? So there's a reference to Q. Just a, <laughs> like Q on Captain Picard Day. Hopped up Q on Captain Picard Day. So um, I actually really like the alien fight because it would be just diplomatic, right? You mm-hmm. got no matter what you want to do, there's always going to be people that don't like that idea. So mm-hmm. you're trying to make 
everybody happy when you really can't. <laughs> Which it makes a funny resolution at the end there. I like these guys together again, Tindy and yeah. Rutherford. It's just, is she there now? Is she there as, as actual, because she looks like she's doing work, but she would be a science officer. So I don't know, or medical, I thought. So she's just hanging out with him and yeah, helping, him, helping be, him out for fun, for funsies. Uh, do you work yeah, on electronics and stuff? I do actually like to try. I haven't done, in the recent years, I haven't done as much as I'd like. So you know those smells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, T-88s. Is there, is there an analog right there. to that in any other uh, Star Trek? Not to my knowledge. Okay. They look like those little handheld uh, barcode scanners. What yeah. They like. yeah. I like them because it would make a good prop and it's not a weapon, so it's pretty cool. Geordie yeah. Little Forge Bear. Yeah, Geordie Bear. <laughs> um, I want one. Hopefully they make those. I mean, we need we need some Lower Decks merch, and that, that's got to be one of the things they do. I wonder if uh, LeVar Burton will get a cut of that. <laughs> So what did you think? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Barb. Barb. Barb something. Two Bs. Both of them have B Barbara and B. Barbara Brinson. That's it. I love the whole setup of this episode, and uh, hopefully everybody's seen this before that's watching along with us, but um, I did not see the ending coming. That surprised me. Okay. So This is a good one. Yeah. I, I didn't think she was a parasite. And yeah, me neither. Of course, I didn't think um, Mariner Beckett's a parasite, so I just didn't think there was any parasite. So when there was a parasite egg, I was like, what's going on? Uh, have you ever been that person, the third wheel? I live that life. There's always people uh, making kissy faces around me. Been with, um, yeah, I've had plenty of roommates over the years, so you always <laughs> have, there's times when you're single, they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They also have the, uh, the ex-boyfriend, apparently. <laughs> they seem pretty close still. Oh, yeah. what, what did you think about Brad's uh, insecurity about the whole relationship? And, like, I guess uh, he, he wasn't uh, a fan of himself. He doesn't have a lot of confidence. Yeah, so Which, I can see it. I think that plays down to probably the, the, the kind of the average nerd or the quiet guy that always yeah. kind of feels left behind. Yeah, I, I guess I'm a Boimler if I had to look at all the characters i'm probably a boimler and without the uh lover 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 parasite so now we got bradward bradward <laughs> uh, that's funny brentward oh yeah yeah albert albert <laughs> albieward Al alward i don't know this guy so now we got mariner hall worked <laughs> up something's wrong something's wrong could be anything i think when she were described um the ex-boyfriend guy, Kirk Sunday, with a trip, Tucker Sprinkles. Yes, that was very specific. <laughs> Just. And then uh, he calls him a, a hunk of sexy or something later. Yeah. So. Something like that. Yeah, so this one, I, I actually like this um, like engineer, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something. Just, uh, He's more of a regular guy as well. Yeah, he's got a little belly. He's balding. I'm glad he doesn't have a, have a mustache. There's so many people with mustaches on uh, the Cerritos, and I don't know why. I mean, it's a very early 90s thing, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But I don't know in Star Trek itself. Was there... There's a lot of mustaches? The goatees on a couple of the main characters, but in the I don't remember most people not having yes. anything. Maybe Scotty, when he had a mustache, I always thought that was weird. <laughs> But he's a, he's a war veteran, so you got to let him have a mustache if he wants one. So I love all her um, thinking of what it could be. Theories. Wrong. Almost every theory links to some episode of some series. Yeah, I can, and I can see people being upset that there's too many oh, references. Here we go. So that her ship was at the day of dying. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I, I missed off. that the first two times I watched the episode because I was looking at the ship and going, "Oh, that kind of looks like Beverly's ship." From uh, oh, the all final good Star things. Trek episode. Yeah, all yeah. good things. And I was looking at the ship more, trying to figure that out. And I didn't real, I didn't see Deep Space Nine until I saw somewhere else somebody said it. Now this Beckett Mariner in this, uh, with her <laughs> hair like this and this uniform, very sexy. I don't know why. This is uh, like insurrection <laughs> uniform, right? She, I was just going. She looks happy and she's joking. She's not. That uh, might be it. it this so. is pre whatever happened to make her so jaded, right? Yeah. Well, they're referencing the. Um, 
descent episodes. So this that would be based on the time of the dates. It would be almost eleven years earlier. So oh. maybe I don't know if she's got the age to be eleven years ago, but news may travel slow in yeah. space. I, I I like to joke about it. it's something every week with them or something. <laughs> <laughs> they should leave some leave some new frontier for the rest of us. I think you said. <laughs> yeah. So so they definitely were going. They they were into those movie uniforms and then they went back to the next gen ish oh, yeah. uniforms, which is interesting. So it goes back and forth. Oh yeah, we were trying to figure out. So yeah, here's your reference. So you take we'll get rid of the moon. The moon six moon becomes the fifth moon. Yeah, the city alpha five. So I, that's what I immediately thought of. So and funny enough, I didn't think of that. Really? Uh, what did you think of any? Of I didn't. I didn't. Didn't even really reference or think of a reference. So I. Just the only thing I remember is the one where they're trying to stop an asteroid from hitting the planet with the tractor beams. And everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when the one alien goes, and tsunami, or something. I don't know. Maybe that's a different episode. There's so many episodes. Um, I did not realize this This guy's people were just him and his wife. <laughs> no, that was good. It was never a thought in my mind. <laughs> is, is that a reference on maybe like 1%? The one percenters, you know, <laughs> oh, maybe you know how very few people control some astrometrics yeah. was where it was in this episode that, based on Voyager. Yeah. Voyager. And maybe a little bit of, uh, yeah, that's definitely Voyager. I was going to say yeah. generations, but, or, but, but more Voyager. I think that's yeah, seven and nine brought the technology kind of to them. Yeah. She's done good. Uh, he's see, he's trying to have false confidence, kind of, and also in, being insecure at the same time, and just being. Uh, well, how would you describe him? Um, but, well, he's trying to be play the cool guy, and he's right. making him even worse. I quite enjoy the next scene when he's got his new, new outfit on. <laughs> That's I definitely want to cosplay that. Um, in, the, in that that coolest uh, outfit, um, did did you notice any Star Trek references in it? I didn't really. Is, it, um, is there the like a varsity half, jacket? I, th I think Star the Trek? one half is um, maybe a Kirk or something from the newer movies kind of look. Did a leather jacket? Or even Discovery. Maybe. It's got a blue, not the leather side, but the blue side. Yeah, like the green. college varsity sports yeah, ball need to see it again. jacket. I don't know. And the one pink boot and the one green boot <laughs> and the pink glasses. And I the, thought... The, oh. Sorry. I was going to say the leather side. I was actually first thought was Terminator, but I don't know it's probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, and I thought he looked silly. Uh, what do you think of the murder murder board? Oh, this was. Fine ours. And... She actually looks like she's starting to go nuts because yeah, of the idea. She's trying it's to figure kind it out. The inverse of what two episodes ago where she got promoted mm -hmm. and he's the one going nuts. Mm -hmm. so. That's something about this episode that I think uh, – really showcases is that she really has an affection for Bradward and like uh, she wants, she's really his friend wants to take care of him. Doesn't want anything bad to happen to him and yet wants to torture him at the same oh, yeah. time. Like a good well, friend, a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> so where's the poutine? You got to point that out. Is that how you say it? Poutine? P poutine. poutine. So I, think I, yeah, I think he's eating it right there, right behind them. Okay. Yeah. The pink, the pink sunglasses sell it for me. And I found it funny that she said you came in looking all cool. <laughs> so the outfit worked. I didn't think it worked, but it, but it worked. But then he acted strange. I, I I I think that's a thing. When you try to act like somebody you're not, you end up you just inevitably end up messing up. They've always they always say you do better when you're with somebody than when you're on your own because I guess the confidence is there that. Yeah, uh what do they say? I don't know. It's like that whole camp by me love thing, which I've used in the past. Like if I go a couple years without a Big girlfriend, hunk. I'll have a pretend girlfriend and then that then I get a real girlfriend. I don't Makes know if sense. that's a thing, yeah. But it works. <laughs> She'd be pissed. Yeah. Uh kind of like a Sonia Gomez moment almost. She's a reptoid. And uh, rewatching yeah. the episode, I was watching it from Barbara, Barb, Barb. Barb's point of view, and, and watching Barbara. Beckett Mariner be kind of crazy and her <laughs> seeing what she saw. So it made sense. She, like her oh, hair sushi is frizzled. There. Hmm? there was sushi there too. Mm. Oh, yeah. And uh, next week, I think there's nachos. Ooh. Uh, explain those platforms that were floating around the moon. 
Like, I don't know what they did. I don't even know. I yeah, I tried to figure that out. I really did. I'll make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sex? I thought I heard sex. <laughs> so that's what sex sounds like, I guess. Uh, yeah, I actually feel like I'm, even though I've seen this now three times, so this will be the fourth watch through, and I'm already, I feel like I'm still watching it. So it's yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm absorbed. Uh, I would say this is number five for me. Number five. So he finally gets her to, to finally tell her the truth, what's mm-hmm. going on. See, now, the funny thing is they met only once, but I think they're already claiming they, or one month ago when they're claiming they love each other. And I think they and only they, had the one weekend together. Or they've something. been on two dates, right? So that's yeah. like a weekend, yeah. So the uniform <laughs> separated the waist. We learned yep. that now. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I enjoyed that part. And uh, they all, she was also wearing colored underwear where when we've seen Mariner or, um, Bradward um, take their uniforms off. It's this white, mm-hmm. white, off white. Yeah, so that's maybe she's a little bit. Uh... Oh, you know what it is? They're on a date. It's the sexy underwear. There you go. It's yeah. not just the standard issue underwear. She replicated something new. <laughs> so she's right. Yes. I and I still didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, I guess she is something. I thought she wasn't. I think something. she pushed people out of the way, even yeah. though they weren't in and her way. Jennifer. That was funny. I laughed. My daughter laughed um, at that part. It's like she's mean to her for no reason, almost. Then she'll do the emergency transport. And like mm-hmm. you're not authorized. She does that every episode. Have you noticed that? Almost. I, it, it's uh, like uh, when he was getting eaten by the spider, or about to. And I don't know if she did it again. <laughs> but oh. uh, yeah, do the double, the give and take here. Yeah. Yeah, this, I actually, like, so far, even this episode, God is engrossed. I really like this. I didn't see this quite coming. I thought he was, I just went with what the story said. So I was expecting him to give them a, give them one, or maybe he was tricking them to do faster work, but not give them a scanner. I still don't know what they do. Maybe they're just like some kind of sensor thing, right? Probably some new form of tricorder in some Mm way. (laughs) And she just goes space jumping. Why not? Yeah, but it's to save Bradward. Now in Canada, did they cover his um, reproductive organs? Yes. <laughs> Same here. Same here. It was funny. There you go. Here we go. Coming up. Now I actually thought this was kind of funny that whole scene because I'm going their quarters are literally bunks in a hallway. Mm-hmm. You'd probably, I would guess that there'd be some seeing of each other at some point in time. Probably. Everybody in the one hallway. Yeah. And Sonic showers probably are, I'm, I'm thinking something like um, Starship Troopers, you know, I don't know. Somebody's going to cosplay the whole uh, Starfleet uh, <laughs> shirt as a skirt thing, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, probably already done. <laughs> lover, lover, lover. I did. I I still didn't see it coming up to here. When did you first know it was him? Uh, about when they showed it, they revealed. Which yeah, was, I, I didn't. It's know actually it kind of sad. Or... I'm us- usually with so much watching so much TV over the years. I just tend to be able to almost uh, pick a plot away before mm-hmm. it even finishes or starts. Yeah, pretty much. Fifteen minutes in, you know the whole show, but you yeah. still enjoy it. But this one I didn't see coming. But I didn't know how they were going to end it. Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Bet the banker does that. <laughs> Next week they go. I saw that in the preview. Ah. There's a lot of sounds going on. I wonder if those bunk numbers mean anything. I always think when I see Boimers there, mm-hmm. um, I always think his means something. Mm-hmm. But no. But so his grandma's neighbor. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it was the front of the ab- admiral. Yeah, and, and, and he's he, a psycho. <laughs> yeah, when he first describes him, he says "quiet guy," but then at the next time, it's psycho. And it's funny; it's they're all about trying to get the pad. I liked when he, uh, Tindy slapped him in, earlier in the episode. <laughs> She's like, just making sure. That's funny. Yeah, this one, I don't know, like I said, this one, like, it's engrossing us, so I really got it. I mm-hmm. love this fight, mm-hmm. showing the badass girls. It was very um, Kirk-esque of, uh, I, when he was fighting someone in engineering, I want to say, was that the okay. naked uh, the naked time again or something? Sadly, TOS is not my strong suit, uh, so. Yes. 
But uh, it, it was definitely his first girl fight I remember. I think so. Yeah. There may have been really something awesome. in Voyager, but it probably was never. Or Discovery, maybe. Extreme. There were some good, I, good fights in Discovery. Actually, probably uh, with, especially with Michael Burnham. Michael and, yeah. And 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 during the fight, I'm like, I don't know what to believe. One of them has to be a parasite. <laughs> I, well, you want to trust huh? our our girl, right? Right. So it's got to be the other person. So it's got to it's got to be Barb, but and it wasn't. And uh, uh, on my third viewing of this was was my daughter's first viewing. She's eight, and she totally figured it out. She's like, <laughs> well, somebody's the parasite. It's not her. It's not her. It's got to be Poimler. And I was like, <laughs> she got it like five minutes before I did. I was I was yes. shocked. So maybe it's just me. I was slow. Two people <laughs> on your whole planet. <laughs> Actually, this one I think they bleeped all the swearing. Now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah, I, I think, think so. They, we just redid the floors. <laughs> so, but they're not living on that moon. They're imploding. It just blocks some radiation or pollution or something. They can yeah, figure out I think another it was, way. It absorbed the radiation that was going to hit there. Yeah. I, I want to see more of this character. I found out, uh, man, I don't know her name. I can look it up while you're watching and commenting on the episode. So um, here they, they're looking. Yeah, so here they, they're they finding out their mutual admiration of each other by making fun of the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. That's how it usually goes, right? Yeah. Um, so. Jillian Jacobs plays Lieutenant Barbara Brinson. And I, I didn't know her. And I looked her up and she was actually in Camp Magic, a Disney movie. Where she played okay. like a badass magician lady. <laughs> That's what I know her from, but she's in a bunch of other things. So it was nice. I'd like to see her again somehow on there. Yeah, it's, uh, sadly, that's the, well, I guess it's very Star Trek esque. They introduce mm -hmm. people, but they're gone and you never see them again. Mm -hmm. And they've done a few characters now they've introduced that would be really handy to, nice to see again. Mm -hmm. But I, but I guess it's good that we want more. That means we enjoy them, right? That's true. I really like when they finally, like, uh, buddy up like that kind of reminds me of the scene from the first episode where rutherford's on the date and everything's going to hell around them and they're mm -hmm. behind the table still talking about the date <laughs> while everything is going crazy yeah you shot me see now here i thought okay maybe he's the parasite that actually because they, they flip scenes that's right what, and then he and then he's like, I didn't want to. I don't don't make right. Me do I don't want to do something. this. And I was thinking he's gonna his stuff's gonna come out and his head's gonna explode. But no, he just didn't want. He just wanted to get transferred. Oh, what did you think about the references about the 1920 Chicago and uh, recalibrating the Dyson sphere and going and back in time and killing the, the guy, guy worse than Hitler? So that was. <laughs> is there a guy worse than Hitler? Or, or was there, and then they killed him, and the mission was yeah. successful. So we don't remember him. We don't remember. Okay. Maybe maybe the quantum quantum leap will explain that. At some point too. <laughs> that can go a lot of ways, though. So, and I didn't notice he hit record at all until you know the next viewing. Of course, after he told me, even though there's a blinking red light or a red light. <laughs> don't I? Yeah, haven't noticed that. Like, we don't watch his eye plate piece, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, what is this bug called? Lover, I don't lover, know lover. if they, they say lover. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to, I want to get one in a little jar. If they make that. If this was Star Wars, they would make everything. Star Trek, you got to just. Well, Star Wars made the mistake with Mandalorian. They didn't release the Baby Yoda stuff initially. I yeah. have a half crocheted one before the actual Baby Yoda came out. And then I bought. Yeah. The I don't Baby think Yoda. they expected the, like the fandom, which is. I was I was in love from the first the first episode. So I want a murder board. That's a confession of mine. I've always wanted a murder board and I've wanted to just cut out like random articles <laughs> that have nothing to do with anything and just put red yarn and pins just you know like after I'm done with this life and people find it and be like, "Huh, I wonder what all this means." And like people spend like months trying to figure it out and there's no but I guess I get just gave it away. <laughs> I feel Never bad know. for Brad. So is 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 the Bradward is Bradward. the um is what they're saying here that she's no longer attracted to him because of the pheromones and then that's it or is she attracted to that little bug now because of the pheromones? What did you get from that? 
because I liked what she said. She goes, I'm a Starfleet officer. I'm above being attracted to pheromones. Yeah. And I liked you, but I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way. Yeah. Oh, I felt bad because she was pretty and she seemed really cool. So Tindy must just be helping Rutherford for fun. Yeah. They stole a bunch of scanners. So great. That's court martial, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I in no way endorse thievery, but I thought it was a funny joke. As are the Vancouver, they'll just get, get more. Very replicate them. <laughs> yeah, why why don't they just replicate these things? I don't understand. What are the limitations to where you can't have mac and cheese with breadcrumbs on it next week? So next week's episode just looks odd. I don't know. I like this. <laughs> They're all making the noise and he's commander's a little scared. <laughs> I wonder if that's a reference to us people that play that like sound in the background sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the um, oh, I don't and, know. Uh, the the reference to the clamshell communicators because <laughs> the replicators have always been an interesting one because they make it like they can do everything right and, and you would think you could replicate replicators right you would think and then given you have enough energy and you well we know you can make uniforms you can make food but apparently only the food it's programmed with but everything's yeah. connected right. Yeah, I don't know. They, I think, was it DS9? One of them had where the food tastes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now and, that was Cardassian uh, tech, not. That's true. And then the one where uh, Quark's bar didn't work, so he was using the one upstairs or something. Oh, yeah. And then Voyager had some problems, too, along the mm-hmm. way. Theirs was energy consumption energy. or something. Yeah. But then they made a line about how uh, the holodeck worked with a different energy, so they could just use the holodeck, <laughs> even though they had a ration food. Which makes no sense. No, but uh, well, I don't know if you ever seen the other video on that one with the torp- shoot the torpedoes. So in the first episode, we only <laughs> yeah. have we only have thirty one torpedoes or something, and then yeah, they're... and then they go to negatives one hundred and seven <laughs> or something. Uh, so they must replicate torpedoes. It's so confusing. It's one of those things, I guess. You have to have the right guy on on that day. <laughs> All right. So uh, final well. Final thoughts or what this episode, like, it was so good. It, it's a neat one because it has nothing that sticks out about it to make mm-hmm. it to me be like, this is the best episode. I'm going to want to watch it again, mm-hmm. but I'm perfectly happy. Watch I'm happy to almost start it again and watch it right again. So Yeah, if it's, it, if it's on, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, so it is actually probably a good background episode. It's not mm-hmm. one that annoys me. It mm-hmm. didn't, um, but it definitely was good i enjoyed it i enjoyed the fact they brought in new characters they did references it just felt smooth that's probably the best way i could say like almost like they found their footing like it's the season three episode but only the fifth episode in maybe if that makes sense now that could be a sign of newer writing techniques too um in the past you kind of slowly developed your characters Mm -hmm. in here we've had four episodes so far and they've been almost dedicated to a character per episode and really push Mm -hmm. um, the story so we had rutherford's um, journey going through all the departments we had mariner get promoted and see her journey we kind of see brad every episode a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) brad word and uh, Beckett Mariner. Uh, what characters are we really haven't we seen yet? I, I guess probably Tendy. Yeah, she yeah. really needs a uh, a she's, whole episode because she's just basically been there to play off for the others she, to play off. We did get to see her with the guy get um, Ascension guy. So oh, that's true. Guy. That's true. She did have that whole thing. Just to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't seen the bridge crew too much, but yeah, but that's the point, Lord right? X. Yeah. So, because you don't want to get the bridge crew, then it wouldn't be Lower Decks anymore. So you want to keep them kind of a mystery. So I think we'll see them more, just bits and pieces of them um, throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Now, in this episode, we didn't really see the bridge crew much other than the captain dealing with the, doing the diplo- diploma- diplomacy. Diplomacy, yeah. Uh, that was fun, though. I mean, I, that, I thought that would be more of a background thing, but uh, it ended up being, uh, I guess, a good B story. Are we calling the yeah. B's A's and A's B's? How do we? How do we? I don't even know. There, now? there are three. I guess three of them: the girlfriend, the okay. decaying moon, and uh, Tendi Rutherford with her T eighty eights. Yeah, I didn't even care about the decaying moon, but the T eighty eights. That was that was good. Uh, that was your setup point, plot point to have a story, and, and they do all that in twenty five minutes, which is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, okay. probably twenty 
22 or 23 with the taking out the credit curl curls. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Um, did you bring a trek and tell? We can do that after the break. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's go I to do. break and we'll be right back. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and vanished. And when he does vanish, we're going to be there to see it. I'm Aaron Moss. And I'm Michelle Moss. I've seen an episode or two of the show, but this is my first time watching it through, which makes me like Sam. And I've seen every episode multiple times. So yes, that makes me uh, Ziggy. Join us monthly as we watch Quantum Leap episode by episode and then discuss it. On the Star Bright Project. Available on its own feed. Or under the Headcast Network. Come um, take, take the, the leap, leap with us. With us. And we're back! I'm talking with Brent Jepp from Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, not the Starship, maybe the Starship. Oh, when I'd you said you were from Vancouver, I did not ask you to specify. Are you from the Starship or are you from the, is that a We're going with town? yes on that answer. Oh, so <laughs> maybe you know something about 1920 Chicago. Can't Chicago. Tell you. They don't wash their hands there. That was definitely uh, a reference to what's going on right now. So I, th- I want to say, this is our uh, final thoughts, by the way. Um uh, for the episode, any 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 other thoughts? Uh, but I want to I want to think that uh, you know Star Trek's always been political and always been uh, you know mentioning things to get people thinking. So I, I think a lot of those things that were mentioned in the episode might have meant something, but I don't know why. It feels very much like like you said they're po- very political. Mm-hmm. They walk a fine line. They don't ever really um, come out and say one way or the other. But they don't whole... spell it out. Yeah. But the whole f- overall um, feel of the show has always been more liberal. Um, yeah, always. I uh, Very forward-thinking, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been Gene Roddenberry's vision for, since the beginning, right? Um, but uh, I, I'd like to find out eventually what they meant, but it's, it's fun to think about what they mean. And I think people that watch it and don't think about what they mean, it might be for them. So when they finally figure out what they mean, they can go like, oh. Well, that's uh, just a good thought on Star Trek as well, in general anyways. Yeah. There's like you, so many different ways you can interpret an episode. Mm-hmm. And like I have, I mentioned last week, I have a friend who I introduced to it and just hearing him talk about some of the episodes that he just loves of mm-hmm. any series, not just Star Trek. And it's just like, wow, I never even like thought of, I like that episode, but never thought about it from that point of view. Mm. And then um, other episodes he hated because of something in the story. And I'm like, really? Oh, that didn't bother me at all. Like, hmm. well, so it's just your your different take on life, I guess. Take has a different feel about that storytelling. Well, that's always uh, the thing about good art. It can mean so many different things to so many different people. So, so yeah, it's well, good art. The, I don't know. In school, I remember always you have to analyze poetry or whatever too, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. Interpreting I always wonder, art and literature. Was I always wonder if they, a writer at the time really, really just wrote it to get something out to make some money or mm-hmm. if he actually had deep meaning to it that we've mm-hmm. anal- overanalyzed it for 200, 300, 400 years. <laughs> well, it's one of those things like an artist can just splash some paint on a canvas and sell it. And then people stare at it for, you know, ever trying to figure out the meaning and there is none. So, But <laughs> I think there was some meaning in this episode. Oh, I believe this fully felt like yes. it. Uh, it was very timely, let's just say. Um do you have a Trek and Tell for this episode? I do. Mr. Brent Jap, what is your Trek and Tell? I can't wait to see it. I see. Oops. Oh. Is it backwards or right? Okay. Star Trek Deep Space Nine Legends of the Ferengi. So this is the um, Rules of Acquisition. Wow. So it's got the, Love the background. It. Yeah, I, so. I never read it. I listened to the audiobook of it. So they have, I'd probably say a they have everyone ever quoted in the series. Plus, I think there's a couple bonus ones in here. Well, what is the seventh I, rule? Sadly, I should know these, but I'm <laughs> not Frangy enough. The only keep your ears open. Mm-hmm. That's the name of uh, Aaron Eisenberg and Sarah Lofton's podcast that they started. Yeah. The seventh rule. So that's why I asked that. I wasn't sure. Keep your ears open. That makes sense because it's a podcast. And then, what's your favorite eight, rule small- of acquisition? 
I actually like, I forget the numbers, but it's, was it war is good for business? Peace, Peace is, good, is for good for business. <laughs> my favorite, and I use it in my real life. Uh, hopefully people aren't watching this. <laughs> um, every once in a while, declare peace. It confuses the hell out of your enemies. So was that randomly just open one twelve? Never have sex with the boss's daughter or boss's sister. <laughs> okay. Whoops. Um. <laughs> okay. Do do some more. I like this. All right. One. Let's see what this is. One twenty-one. Everything is for sale. Everything is for sale, even friendship. Really? Hmm. Rule 47, never trust a man wearing a better suit than your own. That's a good point. And it's got a, it's got a picture of Garrett, Quark and Garrick. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a good tailor. What, what is that? The, the sad thing is that he is a really good tailor, right? <laughs> uh, are, uh, are there lies true? Especially the lies. What is that? Something like that? guess we'll get to that. Garrick is still probably my fa- one of my favorite characters yeah, in that awesome. series. I got a Garrick Trek and Tell, but not for today. Uh, right. Today, since I have no Lower Decks merchandise, did you ever listen to the audiobook of the Rules of Acquisition? No, I did not. It is narrated by Armin Shimmerman. I wholeheartedly recommend that. <laughs> it, it's just great the way he, he reads it as Quark. So. All right, what do we got? Let's see. Am I reversed? No, I'm not reversed. Okay. No, you're right. 24-inch diamond kite. Star Trek The Next Generation kite. <laughs> Still Un- in the package. Unopened. And there's a reason for that. It's a major yes. award. I won oh. two major awards in my life. One was a Buffy stand-up because I won a Buffy the Vampire Slayer trivia contest at the season six premiere for UPN uh, for Buffy the Vampire Slayer when it switched networks. And uh, they played the premiere at local movie theaters when we had movie theaters. I don't know if you remember those. And um, everybody stood up that wanted to play. And if you got something wrong, you had to sit down. And I won. So I won that Buffy stand-up. This one I won at my first comic book convention that I went to as an adult. Because I went to a couple as a kid, local ones. One with John Delancey and one with George Takei. Takei? How do you say that? I always say Takei. I'll go with that because you're Canadian. So George Takei, and uh, I met both of them. But those are like the one guest conventions in a hotel lobby. But that's great because it's very intimate. But my first big convention, it was like a Star Trek and Stargate convention. And I played Charmed Jeopardy. And the answers had to be either Prue, Phoebe, or Piper. Interesting. And and I won. (laughs) And this was my prize. He was like, you can pick anything out of this. And it was just like dollar store stuff. But Star Trek... So I picked Star Trek, and it's a next-generation kite, probably still worth a dollar, but unopened because it's my award. Inflation, dollar, dollar fifteen, yeah, maybe. Uh, part of me wants to fly it, but I think what what I'm going to do is when I'm like an octogenarian, you know, I don't know. I just saw the video of a guy swinging on a swing, uh, at like eighty-nine years old. So maybe like when I'm like hardly able to stand, I'll go out and fly a kite, or maybe I'll just wait until somebody tells me to go fly a kite, and then I'll use this one. I don't know. I flew a kite this weekend. Did you? It was it was Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol. How's the uh, Armageddon 2020? Uh, you're on the West Coast, right? So is that affecting you? Are you getting no. smoke up there from down oh, below? Oh, we are getting some. Yeah, we got smoke yesterday. Nothing much today, though. Oh, I was seeing the red skies and, and looks like Mars and crazy. We, I think the best, well, I shouldn't say best, I don't know. The, the worst one we ever seen was about two, three years ago during mm-hmm. the summer, but that was... This one so far hasn't affected us yet. Well, that's good. Hopefully it doesn't. Ho- hopefully it respects the border. <laughs> um, okay, so what's left is our ratings. Did uh, right. you want to give a rating for this episode? I'm very curious. All right, I'm going to go with, I think, a seven again. Um, a fluidic processors that self-replicate their own silicas. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> That leaves me wide open. I was afraid you were going to take a couple of mine. So uh, I'm going to say... Uh, seven Jordy Bears. Ooh. Yeah, it was either that or T-88s, but uh, I, I went with Jordy Bears. The T-88s were too easy. Yeah, because that was like right there. Like they made that specifically for people rating the episode online, I think. I don't know. But uh, I, I was thinking I would buy a T-88 if they came out, which I keep thinking of like uh, Terminator for some reason. But there's no T-88 Terminators, right? It's like T-1000, oh. T... I'm sure what the first one is. T one hundred is that it? T 
<laughs> I don't know I don't offhand. Know. Come with me if you want to. We'll go T88. We're going to have, have a model. T88. <laughs> there's a, there's got to be an 88 in there somewhere, right? Yeah. But uh, wouldn't that be funny? But anyway, um, so I went with Geordie Bears because I would definitely buy a Geordie Bear. So. Nice. Um, yeah, seven. Yeah. Build-A-Bear. Do they? That would be cool. Have, I wonder if they have ever had or do have Star Trek. You know, I sew just because of Star Trek and I like to make costumes and stuff. And uh, so maybe I could make one. I don't know. I'd have to find a banana comb barrette thing <laughs> to make, which is weird because by that time, wouldn't he have replicated eyes or yep. cloned eyes? Yeah, he would have cloned eyes because this is – the, is this Nemesis or uh, – This is after Nemesis. After Nemesis, post-Nemesis. Yep. So maybe he's just such a famous engineer that he has his own merch. So like he goes to, he goes to a uh, like a conference and he says don't forget to check out Jordy Laforge dot whatever Alpha Quadrant whatever their internet is then and he sells teddy bears. That this is really an cool. interesting one because his technology's so advanced apparently at the time, but compared to the other tech they start to show off, it actually seems like it's not. Mm. I, the, oh, that's another thing about this episode: the the Cerritos is uh, like falling apart. Compared so to the Vancouver, ship. yeah, Maybe. and I, I, I just didn't think they fell apart for some reason, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, but I, I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I, I'm enjoying the series. Whoever thinks that the series sucks, I just don't understand it. Um, there's a lot of those out there, but I'm loving it, and I love loving it. People are gonna hate um, cartoons. I think no matter what, you think it's a cartoon thing? Could be. Um, Could be. They also don't like change. Change um, or new? Realistically, I like this. If compared to like if TNG or that era is your mm-hmm. you're in your what brought you into Star Trek, mm-hmm. this is this fits in. TNG era is my favorite feeling for Star Trek. I think yeah. I want to live there. So these people are living there. So it it's, it's like how how do you go back to the nineties with this? I guess. This Orville, Orville, yeah, or, I, well, I love the Orville. Or go back to the '90s and watch TV from the '90s. That's a good idea. If only we had streaming services. I have all of them. I love them. Okay, '90s. Um, I was watching uh, what Dawson's Creek earlier. Don't tell me how it ends. Thanks. Dawson goes up the creek. Down the creek. <laughs> okay, so we each gave it a seven. And uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, not the today. Okay. Well, thank Elby, you. Trekaholic. Oh, Trekaholic. Yeah. You find Brent Jepp on Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast. It's available on iTunes and all those other places where you get podcasts. And you can watch it on YouTube. I don't know if you've uh, anybody watching this has heard of YouTube, but you can go to right here, right now, and you're watching it. It's Brent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, hopefully I will talk to you soon because we have a little thing we're going to do. Um, the Star Trek Day is coming up. Uh, when is it? September 8th. September 8th. And they're going to have all kinds of panels. So we're going to give our thoughts on any news or stuff that happens during the panels. So and good. you said you would uh, do that with me? Oh, for sure. Okay. So I'm looking forward to talking to you pretty soon. All right. All right. Uh, next week on Star Trek Lower Decks, what is the episode called and what is it about? Do you have any idea, Brent? It is. I actually had it right here. It is Terminal Provocations. I, I'm liking these titles. It's it's probably hard to come up with a title when you're number 784 in line. Oh, got to be. Well, and it's funny because I even this week's Cupid's Errant Arrow made me think that's a riff off of a existing title. Uh, another episode. Cupid? Because I think Cupid's in an er- okay. episode. I think Arrow is in an episode. Uh, a title. Yeah, uh, Time's, Times Arrow. But it just made me think there was some sort of riff on previous um, titles, but I actually don't think it was, just just because all the words have been used now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it made me think of also? For some reason, uh, Broken Bow. Okay. Which is um, Enterprise. Yeah. I don't know, Bow and Arrow, but is it Broken Bow or Broken Bow? I still don't know. I think it's Bow. But then there's times, times arrow, because time moves forward like an arrow. Cupid's arrow, love, errant. Cupid's arrows. I think that's what they're going for the yeah. love's arrow kind of thing. And you know, weird arrow. <laughs> they're they're probably like, is there anything in Shakespeare we haven't used yet? No. Okay. I wonder. <laughs> that's got to be the hardest some. job at Star Trek now, coming up with a unique title. <laughs> How many unique combinations of English words are there? 
that I don't know. Got to um, be infinite. So what's next week about? Do you have a summary? Uh, it says the lovable but awkward Ensign Fletcher makes Mariner and Boimler, Boimler's job harder. Ruth, and then Rutherford introduces Tendy to a holographic training program created by him. Okay, Rutherford's making a tra- holographic training program. That that could be very fun because he seems weird in the simulator already. He's already like killed 105 percent of the crew and all the children. So what would he? What, what kind of program would he make up? And I'm guessing that other person that we don't know yet is that person we saw in the preview with the curly hair, maybe. Yeah, kind of reminded me of Ascension guy, but not quite. But different. Yeah. Okay. I I'm intrigued. I'll watch it. I can't wait. No. Oh. You're actually going to watch an episode. <laughs> Five, six, seven times. Maybe ten, so I don't get a, as absorbed into watching it. This one, while we were watching it, I was really getting sucked in. I know. I, I actually probably should have watched it right before this again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my mistake, so I'll, I'll do that next time. But uh, it's it's good that it uh, captured our attention yet again, 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 again. So that was uh, me and Brent Jepp talking about Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1, Episode 5, Cupid's Errant Arrow. Join us next time when we talk about Star Trek Day and all the panels. I can't wait. And uh, for Trekaholic, I'm Albie. I'm Brent. And maintain course. Thank you for listening to Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast. Please support the show by going to patreon.com slash trekaholic. Send written or audio feedback to trekaholicpod at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 305-707-TREK. That's 305-707-8735. And don't worry, no one will pick up. It's only for voicemail. Visit our website at trekaholic.com for more information. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is not affiliated in any way with CBS or Paramount. I'm your announcer, Zoe Dean. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is a Baron Space production.